0: this week we're going to kick off a new series and um you know a few years ago um we came up with this statement and i think we put on some t-shirts and coffee mugs and i I know some people have some of those mugs that we sent out um we came up with this idea is that you don't put discipleship in the corner And, and part of that is is this idea of you know discipleship is primary to what we do as the life of the church and you know as we um you know we kind of put that you kind of fell that on the back burner and left it always sit there, and that's always been stewing on us. And, and we felt like now is a good time as we are kicking into a new year and kicking into Lent. You know, Lent will start. Um, here in roughly four weeks. Um, and we we came up with this idea of, of doing this um, series at not putting discipleship in the corner. And we're going to spend the first week talking about what discipleship is. And then, you know, um, we're gonna talk about what it can look like. And then we'll talk about um, some more things that we've kind of thought about over the few weeks. And so, Zach, as you think about discipleship, what is discipleship to you?
1: It's always a fun a fun question to think about. Um especially as we I don't know, I have a I have a lot of thoughts. Uh and not to get into the woods for the next uh two or three weeks and what we're going to talk about there. Really for me, I guess the basics of discipleship are um you know the the individual and communal uh things things that we do that bring us closer to God and closer to people. Uh, things like worship things like Bible studies. But for me, a big piece of my own personal discipleship is being, being around people, being in community with folks. And, um, I I think I've been super honest on this podcast over the years about my relationship with, uh, daily reading and praying and things like that. Don't those things don't do it for me. They don't, you know, they're things I do for work, uh, because I have to study and prepare and, and do the things uh, but they hit differently when I think about discipleship. And and I've always struggled with with those. And, and I have, I don't know that anybody else has really given me permission. Uh, but I gave myself permission a few years ago, to let that stuff go, and not to beat myself up for not praying for an hour every morning and every evening before I, you know, when I wake up and go to bed and not reading 32 chapters of Genesis, uh, when I wake up in the morning and the, you know, great for people who do, uh, and if that works for you, please continue to do the thing that you do. But I found for me, um, being in community with folks, having conversations, uh, listening to a variety of podcasts, maybe religious, not religious, um, and. and and broadening my view of the world and of spirituality and how God plays plays a role in that. So, so for me, that's kind of personally, uh, very personally, what, what discipleship means for me and looks like for, for me, uh, and kind of how I gravitate towards, uh, staying in love with God. Matt, what about, what about you when you hear discipleship, uh, outside of the professional realm of your life? What, what does it, uh, how's it hit you?
0: You know, um, I'm going to go very Wesleyan in my approach here. And um, Why is
1: that? (laughs) Way Wesleyan podcast?
0: I mean, I do have a John Wesley coffee mug.
1: There you go. There you go. I got a plate. Uh,
0: (laughs) Nevertheless, um, if you're listening to this podcast, this is a great portion of the podcast. (laughs) Um, You know, for me, um, you know, I think they, and this is what gravitated me really towards Methodism as I was, you know, being reared up in the faith, and as I was understanding what this may mean. But this idea of um, works of piety and works of mercy, and um, these these means of grace, as they're known of, are those things that really are acts of discipleship um and and to me that's where it is like you know what um how are you um you know what does your piety look like you know how are you reading scripture how are you um you know how are you studying the word to me that's an important thing because um it shapes us and changes us and molds us and makes us, and and I don't know about you, but like, man, when I'm in the Word, um, there are times where like, and I may be reading for a Bible study or maybe reading for a sermon, but man, it wrecks me, and it's like, and then I go off on this whole other like Wikipedia or whatever, tang- looking for all this information, and that's what not the intent of the goal was. But, but there is that the intentional studying of scripture is so key to who we are and why we do what we do. And, and I think that there are times and places that we can do that in our lives and how we go about that really is upon you and who you are. Um, I think that that's important. The idea of prayer, you know, and that looks different for everybody. I understand that. But like being mm-hmm. being an attitude of prayer, what, you know. How does that look like for for you? Is different, but like that should connect us to God. Discipleship connects us to Jesus, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, and if it doesn't connect us to Jesus, does it really? Is it really discipleship? I think that's something we have to wrestle with. Mm-hmm. And and for me, that idea of works of mercy and works of piety are important. The ideas of doing justice work, the ideas of taking care of people, the ideas of you know uh, um, spending time in um, you know with people who have been incarcerated. Those things you know, matter. And everybody does those different ways. But, but if we're not pointing people to Jesus and we're not being pointed to Jesus, is it really discipleship? And I think mm-hmm. that's where we need to wrestle with. Um, and that's where I'm going to lay my hat over these next few weeks of conversation is, our, is what we're doing pointing people to Jesus and pointing us to Jesus? And if we can wrestle with that, I think we can find some fruit as we begin to wrestle.
1: Right. And the whole the whole idea of uh, don't put discipleship in the corner, right, com- comes from the comes from the real struggle of discipleship's prescriptive. Right. That there's a certain way that you have to do it. And if you don't, it just sits, you know, over here in the corner and you're doing it, whatever. Uh, or that we just kind of take a look at it and say, oh, man, that doesn't work for me. So I'm just not going to do anything. And, and we ignore it. And I think holy, well, we'll get into the weeds of this quite a bit in the next couple of weeks, but holy as a church, I think we've ignored discipleship for a a pretty long time because we've made it prescriptive. You got to do this, this, and this, and then you'll, you'll achieve this. I I don't don't think that's what discipleship is. I, I, I'm like you, I prescribe to the Wesleyan idea that this life is a journey. We have these ebbs and flows you know, at times something, uh, some uh, practice that you're doing uh, individually, or community may speak really loudly to you and fill your cup up and send you out. And then at times that may not, and we have to find something new or find uh, a different way to approach how we're connecting with God and how we're coming closer to Christ. Uh, and, and for, like I said, uh, it, for me, it was that permission giving of let it be what it is and let it have seasons, and let it have moments, and grieve when those seasons and moments change, but be ready to pick up the next thing, whatever that may be, uh, and that really, that that's kind of, that goes for discipleship, and church work, and all the things, right, but it's hard work, and the easy thing to do is to put discipleship in the corner, and turn away from it ignore it because it's hard or we don't want to do it or we don't like that thing or somebody told us it had to be a b and c Mm -hmm. and and it's not fruitful that way
0: so i think too one of the reasons why i i I really should have gone back and listened to the audio where that where we came up with that from but um i really do believe that if you walk into a church today uh, mainline united methodist church today i it's what i know so I would suspect that I would say 80% of them have a discipleship plan sitting in the corner somewhere that was created 10, 15, five years ago, Mm -hmm. and they forgot how to do it, or they just, it wasn't something that had buy-in. It wasn't something that everybody understood or understood what the process was. And 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 don't get me wrong, there are a lot of great books on talking about how to create a discipleship process, and we've had some of those people on the show. And, 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 and some of those things actually do, I think they start the conversation, kind of like what we do here. We start the conversation, but we really want to point you um, to a deeper life, a more fuller life. And, and the way that we do that really is, I, I really do believe it's individual and communal and it has to point you and point others to Jesus. Right. And, and, and that's, um, and as we spend time unpacking this and what that can look like, I, I, I want to caveat this and maybe we should put this at the front of the next two episodes of this will be, please do not use this as a prescription <laughs> for a your disclaimer. church. Right. Um, uh, You know, some kind of disclaimer, because we, you know, like every community is different and you can't mm-hmm. just, um, do one thing in one community and expect it to work um, right. you have to build and and zach has Zach has skated all around this it 's about building relationships with yourself and God and building relationships with yourself and others so that we can do that work of mm-hmm pointing, connecting people to Jesus, and then us being pointed and connected to Jesus. Right,
1: And and with respect to the folks that we have had on to talk about their books on discipleship process and those that we haven't, those that have written books, I haven't read one yet uh, that hasn't been the exact same line or figure eight or circle that says, start here and you end here. Um, Discipleship's not a line. It's not a circle. In my mind, at best, it's a spiral, right? It just keeps going and going and going. Uh, But the thing I think we fail to talk about uh, or acknowledge, because it's, it's hard work, is the starting place in discipleship. We want it to start in a sanctuary. We want it to start, you know, somewhere tangible for us that we can point people to, but everybody's different everybody's different. Everybody starts in a different place. It could be worship. It could be a mission trip. It could be justice work out in the community. And if we just point to one entry spot in discipleship, we miss a whole ton of people who are looking and interested and on fire to do something, but it doesn't start there for them. Maybe they've already been there. Maybe they skipped that step, right? Like skipping a grade. (laughs) They're just, they're in a different place. And if we think, if we think about discipleship in terms of everybody's the same and everybody starts in the same place, I think we miss the point altogether. Uh, We'll get a few folks, a few folks will jump on board, uh, but we'll either, and the rest will either pass us and we'll miss them or we've left everybody else behind, right? And so when we think about the communal act of discipleship and even our own, where's the entry point? And is the entry point the same today as it is tomorrow or next year or in 10 years? How do we begin to think about it that way? And if the entry point's not all the same for everybody, how do we pull discipleship out of the corner and say, here we go? Here's where it's at. Here are all the places and help create those opportunities, help create those pathways. as the word we like to use uh, to multiple Multiple ideas and ways to live that out, to live out our faith and to connect.
0: Well, I think that that's where we have to be aware of that this isn't an IKEA project that you're going to get <laughs> all the pieces and you're going to get an Allen ranch and we're going to send you off on your way with the instructions.
1: Uh, but it kind of is out. an IKEA thing because we get a bunch of pieces, but we don't have instructions <laughs> or they're in
0: Swedish, right?
1: <laughs> so we got to figure it out.
0: <laughs> so uh, so the analogy you know, works both ways. Yes, it does. It's <laughs> actually where I was really going with this. Uh, thank you for uh using uh speaking for me today. Um, <laughs> but you know I and I think that you know as we kind of think about things and we're 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 spurring the interest on this, we will have mm. more later. That's you know, we want you listen a little bit more later. Uh, <laughs> I, I really want you to sit down you know, if you are a part of a faith community, I want you to ask, you know, what do we do to connect with people? What do we do to point people to Jesus? What do we do? Um, you know, what matters to us and what could we let go of? Like, I mean, really mm-hmm. evaluate what is wholeness to you? What does wholeness mean in your community? And see, maybe there are some things that you can take on and 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 do for a season. And maybe there's some things that you can let go of for a season or even let go of. and. And Zach said, you know, mourn the loss. I also think you need to celebrate. Oh, absolutely. Um, yeah. and, and I think we don't, um, the, you would think uh, if people would actually read the gospel of Luke and see how much Jesus really celebrates in the gospel of Luke, people would take that uh, to heart and celebrate more. But we as a church fail to celebrate as much, you know, more than we really should. Um, and so, I, you know, I want you to, to really, you know, look at your church, look at your faith community and and, and ask yourself, like, what can we do better? um because i I said this before we hit record and i really believe this that quality is better than quantity Mm -hmm. i would much rather have one amazing bible study than have 20 that are really not well put together or really disorganized or Mm -hmm. you know you have 20 studies and they're all doing the same thing where it doesn't allow anybody else to connect into the community and so you know spend some time thinking about that and prayerfully think about it um and you know we would encourage you to to if you've got a discipleship plan and sitting in the corner bring that sucker out dust it off dust and it off. See, <laughs> see what can change and see what could be better um because yes even in the middle of a global pandemic we can still make disciples of jesus christ for the transformation of the world it's just gonna look a little different and true points Embrace different that. Mm-hmm. yep so zach do you have anything to bring us as we bring it so close
1: now just uh like matt said take take a, take a step back and look. I mean, we, it's the beginning of the year, uh, and all the things that you, uh, all the resolutions you set, uh, 32 days ago and are now done with and have forgotten about and moved on. Uh, let's evaluate all the things we're doing as we head into Lent and see what can, what, what can we give up? Right. And what can we take on, uh, that might be life-giving for us in these moments and, uh, do it for a season and see how it, how it transforms or impacts or creates new space for you and your relationship with others and with God.
0: So, um, you know, this wouldn't be a good podcast if we didn't point you somewhere. And so we want to point you to our website at beardedtheologians.com. Uh, like we said, we've had some really good people that have had some really good ideas on discipleship. So look those up. You can search uh, our stuff on our, on our website and, um, listen to those, um, podcasts, or, you know, um, you know, you may even find one that even speaks to you as you're looking at it. Uh, looking through all of our uh, great episodes after the last five years. Um, you know, we definitely have some good ones on there that where we do talk about this because this is something that Zach and I are very passionate about is discipleship. And, 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 you know, would encourage you to do that. And if you need a mug for Valentine's day, or you need um, um, there's several holidays that are coming up that are obscure holidays. Feel free to Beer do that. Stein
1: for St. Patrick's day. Come on.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, a, um, some ear muffins for, um, uh, what is today? Today's Groundhog Day? So uh, some ear muffins for good old Groundhog I Day? I don't think they're called ear muffins. I think that's the thing. I don't <laughs> they think they and scrabble. They will now. <laughs> it is now. I it said it. It's spoke into existence. So I encourage you to go to the website at beardedtheologians.com and check us out. So for the Bearded Theologians, I'm Matt Franks.
1: I'm Zach Bechtold. Thanks for checking us out. Guys,
0: I want you to subscribe and like this video.